All right. We are back for another Friday financial wrap up with Mr. Michael Zuber. How are you, Michael? I'm doing wonderful, man. I appreciate the opportunity to do these weekly summaries and look back. It really allows me to, to take a breath and really figure out what happened throughout the week. So thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate you. I always, I love watching the daily financial news, but some weeks get busier than others. So I love that we get to do this wrap up and it's a nice, concise 10, 15 minute. Here's what happened this week. Let's get right into it. GDP. What does GDP stand for, for new viewers and what's happening? What did you see this week? Yeah. So GDP stands for gross domestic product. It's essentially how much does the entire economy produce, right? So consumers, government, companies, all of that. It's, it's basically the largest kind of aggregator for the, is the economy growing or shrinking? And, you know, last quarter, which would be Q3, uh, we grew the economy at 4.9%, which for the U.S. is fast, right? We, we've traditionally at or below 2%. So 5% was fast. Uh, the reading this morning was for Q4. It's the first reading. It will go through two revisions. But So this is the first cut. It can be revised lower or higher. But expectations were for the for it to drop quite significantly to about 2 to 2.1%. Well, once again, the economy surprised to the upside. And I would argue by a lot. It came in at 3.3% or 3.2. Maybe it's 3.2. Anyways, it was a 50% beat, right? You expect 2.1 comes in at 3.2. Roughly speaking, that's a 50% beat. So the people that were we're calling for a, you know, a crash from 4.9 to, you know, single digit, you know, like 1% or sub one were wrong, um, came in at 3.3. So again, why is this important? Why is this important? Well, we are, we're operating in a world where the Fed is raised rates 525 basis points. We are operating in a world today where the market is calling for six rate cuts. The market is calling for Fed rate cuts in March. I don't know about you, but a March rate cut when you have GDP growing at over 3% doesn't feel very likely to me. And I think the market is starting to get that. I think they're starting to understand that a March rate cut might be too early. Uh, we will certainly, I think, get a rate cut this year, but I think March might be too soon. So yeah, GDP was... Better than expected. No, no if, ands, or buts. Very interesting. We will talk more about that as we wrap up the show. I also want to ask you about a soft landing and get your opinion, but that's how we'll finish, actually. So let's continue. Now, just for the viewers, for listeners, we are recording this on Thursday. Now, I know that tomorrow, Friday the 26th, there's a real important inflation number coming out. What are your thoughts? What happens tomorrow? Maybe unpack that a little bit. Yeah, so every month we essentially get three cuts of inflation. Typically speaking, CPI, consumer price index, comes out first. Typically speaking, producer price index, which you could think of as wholesale inflation, comes out next, typically the day after. And then about 10 days to two weeks after that, we get what's called PCE, personal consumption expenditures. Why is PCE important? Well, the Fed has said, and I would argue repeatedly said, PCE core, because we always get two numbers, headline and core. Core is X food, X energy. 
is what the Fed, like the Fed's favorite metric. They have lots of metrics, but PCE core is important. So we will get that number tomorrow, uh, Friday the 26th. And, um, you know, is it coming down? Is it going up? That's the number that will be market moving, right? Is is it coming in? What is the month on month? What is the annualized? What is the quarter? There's lots of different ways you can cut this. But yeah, Friday's PCE number is important. Also, let's just note on that with the Friday, P, with, with the number reported on Friday, that probably will have a very significant direct correlation to whether the Fed cuts in March what is the Fed cut plan? I know we're going to talk about that, but it's significant of what happens going forward, correct? Yeah, I, it's certainly, I mean, the Fed would tell you there's multiple metrics and they're looking at everything. But let's be clear, right? They've told us repeatedly that they're not going to do anything until they have clear data that we're going to 2%. So, I mean, if you could tie those two statements together, you're exactly correct, right? PCE core, they're going to be watching very closely. Very interesting. Well, let's continue. What happened with new home sales? That was a big topic for us last year. New home sales, yeah. a lot of opportunity for new home buyers. What happened this week? Tell us a little bit about new home sales. What happened this week? Yeah, we got to be very careful with this. And I say this because there are still people that watch doomers. They watch crash bros. And guys, they're not helping you. These are idiots who take pieces of data, spinning them up in a certain way to scare you into inaction. What do I mean by that? New home sales prices peaked at like 490, let's call it 490. They were just reported at the new price is 420. Now, if you were a doomer and you were inauthentic, you could talk about home prices crashing 18%. That would be factually correct and also completely worthless. Yep. Because what else is happening? People are buying smaller homes. Builders are building smaller homes. People are having to trade down from single family homes to condos. Folks, guess what? A smaller home costs less. All you have to do is look at home builders' profit margins, and they are at record highs. So if you have a doomer, crash bro, telling you that new home prices are crashing 18% and that the world is ending, you need to block their ass because they are either stupid or dishonest. And I don't care which one it is, both of them do not deserve to be followed. You need to block these people because they are idiots and dishonest morons. Stop it. 100%. And, it, and it, I also, too, just want to note, just from a common sense place, if we look at, like, in terms of new construction, there's not a lot of new construction in the L.A., Orange County basis. There's not a lot of new construction in the Bay Area. Most of the new construction are in lower price markets. And then a lot of people, even out of state, a lot of that new construction is in Southern Nevada or Texas, Utah, places like that. Is that pretty accurate? Yeah. It's a portfolio mix. It's a size mix of, again, if, if you're seeing all these people leave California and they're buying brand new places in Tennessee or Ohio, guess what? They're balling out with an 800 K build or whatever it is, but it's better than the 5 million. It would have been in California. It's crazy. Yeah. 
Spot on, spot on. Let's continue. So what did you see this week with, we're going to talk about mortgage rates, but before we do, let's talk about mortgage applications. What happened this week? So again, economics 101, supply, demand. Supply is really easy for people to understand, right? It's an active listing. It's available inventory. What people don't get about demand, Ty, it's actually called a two-step function. Why is it a two-step function? Because you, A, have to want it, and you have to have the ability to buy it. A great example that really resonates for me is a Ferrari. Most 16-year-old boys and many 16-year-old girls want a brand new Ferrari. The demand is high. But their ability to get a yes answer or pay cash, very, very low. That is demand, both of those together. It doesn't matter that you have the wants, you have to have the ability also. So mortgage apps are my leading indicator about future activity because a mortgage app is me expressing want and its ability to get a yes answer is the ability to move forward. So mortgage applications, X Christmas week, is now at April highs. Why is April important? That's the spring selling season. Yep. So I called this December 17th. The spring selling season has clearly started. I have now talked to agents in a dozen, if not more cities. We are getting bidding wars on homes below the median. Folks, it is getting bananas and demand is up. Mortgage apps is screaming higher. In fact, we were up 8% week on week. Uh, mortgage mortgage business daily reported interest is up there's no question very interesting so let's talk about actually with mortgage applications up let's talk about mortgage rates 30-year mortgage rates what did you see this week and then kind of let's talk about what's really going on in the mortgage market we got to be really careful folks there's a lot of people that saw mortgage rates fall from eight to six point six and your brain intuitively thought they would just continue down. That's not how this works. Yep. Mortgage moves quickly on forward information. So if you are paying close attention to mortgage rates, mortgage rates are up about 15 to 20 basis points. A lot of people are thinking they're still falling. They haven't, right? They're up this week. So again, don't, don't extrapolate like we're not going to be sub 5% in two weeks. That's not how this works. Yep. So I think if you're making plans or expecting or making bets that rates are going to fall another 100 basis points quickly, I think that's a fool's errand. So please don't extrapolate. Have conversations with brokers uh, that are good at their business that will talk to you. I have three of them on my channel all the time uh, that will listen to you. But I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of people I guess logically, I guess I understand why they're doing it, but it's 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 a bad assumption. Rates won't fall another 100 basis points in a minute. Uh, they may trend lower over a year or 18 or 24 months, but we're not going to see a repeat of November to December where they fall 120 basis points. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. And it's interesting that um, I heard some other folks on other channels, social media, talking about, you know, we'll be at four and a half percent by summer. 
Um, I just don't, I just don't see it. I just don't so, see it well, at all. So anything is possible in this world. Sure. But let me say, let me say it this way. Be careful what you wish for. Yep. If we have a 30 year mortgage rate at four and a half percent in June, something massive broke. Yep. And I don't know about you. I'm hoping for flat. Dude, if you put a gun to my head, I would hope for 6% all year. Yep. I don't want to see 4.5. I don't want to see it. I can't I can't be more clear than that. It could happen, but it means something broke. It it's an interesting thing too that I, there was a recent headline this week and kind of a piece of news that that um bringing to the table is that they talked about sales, the annualized sales being basically uh as low basically 30 years going back to 1995. Yeah. And they talked about that. But one thing I remember is that was that was when I was a new agent and a new investor. And that was a great market. Interest rates were bouncing. They were pretty stable, but they were bouncing maybe a quarter, maybe 30, 40 basis points, not a lot of rapid movement up or down. And it was a nice, healthy, stable market. Is that yeah. what we can expect for 2024? You know, I saw the same article. And it's really funny to compare 1995 with 2024. U.S. Yeah. populations, like 30 million more people. Right. It's just so it's fun to look at. But yeah, 90, 1995 is is after a recession, right? There was that 1990, 91 yep. kind of recession, dot-com blow up. Or I'm sorry, not that was 2000. But it was after a recession because I yep. graduated high school in 90, right? So uh, I remember the I was in college when that recession came. Uh, so yeah, it, it, was, it was a pretty decent economy in 1995, yeah. It, it's interesting to compare. And again, I love your 50-plus uh, year spreadsheet it's free on the website let's bring it all home let's tie it all together we always finish on opportunity but before we do i want to ask you about the fed a lot of people think it the fed's going to cut the fed's going to cut maybe that's also where people read these headlines and think we're going to be at four and a half percent on the 30-year mortgage what do you see the fed doing potentially in march and maybe unpack that yeah so i'll answer the question and we'll try to provide some education so i i I don't think there's any chance of a March rate cut. I really don't. Um, I think the Fed has been very clear. They're going to go an extra meeting or two to make sure inflation is beaten. Uh, I think, you know, is it possible March? Sure. But if, a lot of stuff would have to go against them over the next six weeks. Uh, so I don't see it. I, I, I think the chances are sub 10%. Uh, for a March rate cut. And maybe that's more hope or wishful thinking, but that, that's where I'm at. But the other thing I want to talk about is some education. And we have plenty of examples over the last 12 to 18 months. I want people to realize this. Let's just pretend for a moment the Fed cuts rates 25 basis points. That does not equal 25 basis point cut in mortgage rates. It's not a one-to-one -one relationship. Go like we had several times last year where the Fed raised 25 basis points and rates went down. Yep. So just because the Fed's going to cut two times this year or three times does not mean mortgage rates fall 75 basis points. In fact, the chances of them falling 75 basis points is almost zero. Could they go more? Sure. Could they go less? Sure. But it won't be a one to one ratio. I wanted. I want people to realize that. Very well said. Very well said. So let's finish on opportunity. One rental at a time investor, the one rental at a time realtor. 
people in the community or somebody just getting started who's maybe like scared, what do I do next? What do you see? Where do you see the opportunity, Michael? Well, if I'm right in this year is kind of a carbon copy of last year, it's going to be slow, which means existing home sales will be about 4.2, 4.3 million. Uh, a lot of the purchases will be perfect properties, AKA turnkey, which means there's opportunity and fixer uppers. Um, I think there's going to be growing opportunity in the commercial space, probably second half of the year as debt rolls over. Um, I am more excited about 24 than 23. Um, yeah, I think 24 is going to be the opportunity for people who do the work, who are good operators. I too am looking forward to financial engineers getting hurt. I think people who thought real estate investing was easy, that tried to over leverage or do dumb things get hurt. I think that's punishment is part of the learning process. But yeah, I'm I've been focused on being a good operator, a good steward of capital. And I am more encouraged about 24 than I was 23. I wholeheartedly agree. I love it. By the way, we're just weeks away. President's Day weekend, February, a big event. It's all sold out. It's sold out within weeks. I know there's a limited amount of virtual tickets where people can watch from home via Zoom, as well as they'll also get all the recordings. How much is it and how do they buy it before it sells out? Yeah, so it's only 99 bucks. Uh, I still can't believe I'm doing it that price for an event that cost a gazillion dollars. Uh, but yeah, 99 bucks. There's the agenda there. So you know when to show up, who to listen to, when they're going to speak. Um, you're going to get the recordings after so you can hear everybody else. You're going to be a part of the celebration. Uh, this event, I will sell afterwards and it will be more money. So if you'd like to save money and you can't make it, you might as well buy it now so you can get it for less money because you will want to see it. 20 millionaires, live Q&A from the audience with every speaker. Um, I'm starting to get excited. I'm starting to get excited. It's the one rental at a time Super Bowl. I love it. I love it. Coming live from Las Vegas. It's the one rental at a time Super Bowl. I love it, Michael. Thank you for all that you do. Folks, don't miss out. If you have any interest, don't sleep on it. Buy your virtual ticket. It's on the website. It's in the notes. Michael, thank you for all that you do. Have a great weekend. Thank you, brother.